Let us go now to our Lord in prayer. Loving Father, we come before you right now on this wintry day. Many people are cold. Some may uh, be out in the elements right now. So Lord, we pray for all who have no place in which to comfortably lay their head. We're grateful, God, for homes to live in, for warmth and for heat, for security. But Lord, there are so many, not only in this community, but around the world that don't share in such luxuries. We know this past week, many in the Boone community lost water for a couple days. And it reminds us of the blessings of being able to easily access water. And it reminds us, God, that within our world, there are many who can't easily find water to drink, to cook with, or to bathe with. And we're grateful for organizations like Wine to Water that help people in distant places get access to clean, healthy water that they can drink. So God, help us as we are in our relative comfort, find ways to make ourselves uncomfortable so that people who are struggling, who are hurting, who are in need, can have a better life. And in doing so, God, we discover life abundant and eternal because we're following after the example of this Savior Jesus who was sent into the world to redeem us, to forgive us, to show us the depth of your sacrificial love for us. Now, Lord, may this time of worship enable us to experience your grace abundantly. All this we ask through the one who you sent so long ago, Jesus the Christ, the one who's taught us to pray to you, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Let's now go to the word of the Lord as found in the book of 1 John, the fourth chapter, starting with verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love is revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, not that we love God, but that he loves us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as a Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. For God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We're starting a series of sermons uh, this Sunday called Redeemed Love, which is a, an interesting title because lots of times when we put love and redeem together, we talk about redeeming love, talking about the love of 
Jesus Christ that sets us free from our uh, sin and our slavery to death and our fear. But what we're talking about in this series is trying to redeem this concept of love. This, that the world says is nothing but an emotion or it's something that we only feel. Well, when we talk through this series, you're going to hear how we're going to redeem this notion of love, free it from the prison of these uh, secular notions about it, and enable us to experience the love of God in a new and a profound way. We start out by uh, this text in the book of John where it talks about what God is. God is love. What's it mean that God is love? Well, love, you see, has to be relational. It has an object to which it expresses its love. And the word that is used in John, in fact, it's used 28 times in this one chapter alone, is a form of the word agape, meaning sacrificial, self-giving love. And this God relates in a self-giving way from before the dawn of time. For you see, in our Christian understanding of God, God is a divine community, a trinity, a, a, a community that loves one another and pours out constantly love into each other. Even before anything was ever made, this divine community of love was bound together, offering love to one another. And then in an act of sacrificial love, this God who is spirit, John tells us a little later in this chapter, empties himself and becomes involved in a material universe, creating the cosmos from the radiance of God's own heart, springs forth stars and planets and the cosmos and this world. A sign of God's emptying of God's self made manifest in creation. Every time that we get to go out into this beautiful uh, countryside here in the high country, seeing the, the glory of the mountains in the fall, or experiencing uh, some of the beauty of the snowfall that's happening right now, or, or whenever you get to go out and, and hike in the, in the wilderness, or maybe even when you go down to the seashore, you are seeing love poured out, an act of God, showing that He has been loving us since the dawn of time. You see, God's love is outpouring to us in the beauty and wonder of this world that God has made. And New Year's Eve, my wife and I couldn't stay up until midnight. That's what happens when you get a little older, I guess. But we got up the next morning and went to the Thunder Hill Overlook to see the sunrise over the mountains for the first sunrise of 2022. And we thought if we were going to get there that early, we'd be the only ones there. Well, uh, when we arrived, the place is packed. There's only one parking spot left, which we got. And in and amidst all the dogs barking, including ours, uh, we did get to witness the sun coming up over the mountain, seeing the beauty of uh, the, the great creation that God had made. It was so spectacular in that place. And I couldn't help but think of that, that great hymn, Morning Has Broken, like the first morning, and echoing those words, God's recreation, or it could be called God's recreation in the new day. A reminder of what is said in Lamentations, new every morning is your love for us, O oh God. Yes, creation, 
is an outpouring of God's love, a sign and a symbol of the fact that God has been loving since the dawn of time, an outpouring of God's love. But we see most uh, definitely that God's love is manifest most especially, as John says there, by God sending the Son into the world to, to redeem us from our sins, to free us from our sinful nature, to enable us to be atoned for our own sinfulness. This is a sign and a symbol of God's outpouring love, the ultimate sign of God's outpouring love, as Jesus Christ offered himself up for all humanity. Not that we're deserving of this. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 5, while we were yet enemies of God, while we were yet sinners, Paul says, Christ died for us. An ultimate sign of the outpouring of God's love into this world made manifest in Jesus Christ. A sign and a symbol of the depth of God's love for you and for me. Back in the 15th century, a large family in Germany had two sons that wanted to be an artist. And this family was very poor and these, these young men knew they would have to really struggle to fulfill that dream. As time went on, they realized they both couldn't go off to be trained as artists at the same time. So they flipped a coin and the one who won would go off and, and study art while the other one worked and then they would, they would swap places. So the one son that won the coin toss went off and studied art while the other one went to find work in really the only place around there that he could in the local mines. Well, the artist returned back home and there's a grand celebration and homecoming and, and they were toasting to him and he, and he raised his glass up and said, now Albert, you can go and study. And Albert with tears in his eyes said, oh my brother, it's too late. I can barely hold this cup anymore for you see those years in the mines. I've broken every finger and my, my knuckles are crippled up with arthritis. I, I can no longer even dare and hope to hold a paintbrush once more. And Albrecht Dürer, moved by his brother's sacrifice on his behalf, got his brother to hold his hands into the air and he painted those hands. And they become a sign and a symbol of sacrificial love for Albert Dürer's painting, Praying Hands, painted so long ago, have become emblematic of the sign of sacrificial love, the sign of someone offering themselves up for, on behalf of someone else. Every time you see that painting or see an emblem of those painted hands, they are Albert Dürer's hands that were sacrificed for the sake of his brother's art. But even more powerfully and even more poignantly, every time you see a cross, you should be reminded of God's sacrificial love for us as the Apostle John talks about in this letter. God's love was made manifest that Christ came so that we might have life. The church or churches to whom John is writing are in what was known back in Roman times as Asia Minor, which modern day Turkey. And we believe this is a circular letter sent around uh, to those churches and there was some turmoil in them. These weren't a perfect group of believers. The second chapter talks about uh, speaking out against those who are denying that Jesus was the Christ. So there, there was some 
obviously some things are going on in those churches that were causing strife. But here's what John is saying to those people. You cannot hate anybody because to abide in hate is to abide apart from God. John is talking about this wonderful notion that as the spirit of God comes into persons, the desire to hate is taken from us. Because you see, to abide in God is to abide in love for our fellow believers and indeed for the world. My friends, in this day and time, when there's so much struggle and so much strife and so many people uh, spewing out venom and hatred against other people, this need to have the Spirit of God infuse Christians to cause us to love, first of all, each other, but the world around us is most especially needed. It's unfortunate that so many in our society, when they view Christians, they view people who are judgmental and negative and are spewing hatred. Is it any wonder that people have given up on the church? There's a story that's about a little boy who's uh, touring with his mother uh, in the mountains, and he gets mad at her. And so he runs off and, and uh, he's stomping his feet and yells out real loudly, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And he's near this chasm and responding back, echoing back are his own words. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And he hears that and he didn't realize what's going on. And he runs his mama crying and he said, mama, mama, there's someone out there that says that they hate me. Mama grabs her son, pats him on the head and and understands exactly what happened. So she takes him over to the chasm and she says, why don't you yell now, I love you. And so he does, he says, I love you, I love you, I love you. And from the chasm it comes back, I love you, I love you, I love you. And the boy says, my, that's wonderful. If I speak love, then love returns back. Oh, the wisdom in that child. If the world hears the church and sees the church proclaiming love and living out love, then people will be drawn to that, that love. And people will want to come and be a part of that. And they will say, gosh, I love what those Christians are doing. I want to be a part of that. You know, Jesus Christ sent his spirit into the church so that we could become loving like he is loving. And it's so hard to love sometimes, isn't it? That's why the Spirit comes to empower us to love. That's the greatest gift, Paul reminds us in, in 1 Corinthians 13, is to love, is to love, even when it's hard. And I know sometimes it is. When I'm at my worst self and I, I see that's going on in the turmoil and, and country and the, the stuff that's going on in the Ukraine, uh, the old cold warrior in me comes out and wants to strike out and, and, you know, some of those feelings from my past come up. The Spirit of God whispers into my spirit saying, no, there's a better way. There's the way of love. This weekend is Martin Luther King weekend. We get to celebrate Dr. King's birthday uh, this weekend. In fact, it's on January 15th and if you know anything about Dr. King and all that that he did he through his 
ability to love even when it's hard, well, has changed our nation in many ways. When he was attacked one time in, in New York by a deranged woman who stuck a knife into his, into his chest, he sat there calmly. And when she came to the hospital because he had to identify her, he expressed love to her. And later on, he said in an article, I want nothing but the best for this woman. He said that when we express love, even to those that hurt us, we end, we end up ch trying to change them. Because when we free them of hatred, we free each other to love. He also said this, hate does not drive out hate, only love can drive out hate. Powerful words, isn't it? When I think about the heroes of the Civil Rights Movement, of course you think about Dr. King, but I like to remember a fellow who's from Troy, Alabama, really outside of Troy in Pike County, John Lewis. John grew up sons of sharecroppers. He had a stutter, but he wanted to preach, so he preached to the chickens so that he could overcome uh, his stuttering. He went off to seminary and became involved uh, with Dr. King in the Civil Rights Movement and became the youngest speaker to uh, give a speech at the March to Washington back in 1963. John Lewis was beaten, he was abused, he was arrested many times. Uh, he had a skull cracked there on the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. But doc Dr. John Lewis, on the time that he died, had an article published that I want to read to you as I close. John Lewis said this as a legacy for all of us to hear. Study the path of others to make your way easier and more abundant. Lean forward the whispers of your own heart. Discover the universal truth and follow its dictates. Know that the truth always leads to love and the perpetuation of peace. Its products are never bitterness and strife. Clothe yourself in the work of love, in the revolutionary work of nonviolent resistance against evil. Anchor the eternity of love in your own soul and bed this planet with goodness. Release the need to hate, to harbor division, and the enticement of revenge. Release all bitterness. Hold only love and only peace in your heart, knowing that the battle of good to overcome evil is already won. If you follow your truth down the, on your own road to peace and the affirmation of love, if you shine like a beacon for all to see, then the poetry of all the great dreamers and all the philosophies of philosophers is yours. To manifest in a nation, a world community, a beloved community that is truly, finally, at peace with itself. A beloved community. Kind of sounds like what God is from the very beginning. A community we call the Trinity. Of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A community that He dreams of manifesting in this world, in our church, in our own hearts. May it be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.